Good morning. Welcome to Christ Community Church Online Edition. As we gather together this morning, we are reminded that even though we are not all in one place, it is one God who calls us into this time of worship. So as we prepare our hearts this morning, receive this welcome blessing from God. May the love of God the Father, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, now and always. This morning, before we jump into our We Sunday events that we have planned, we have a special musical number that Colleen Spencer put together for us this week. So we're going to turn now to that. It's a rendition of Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord, and Holy, Holy, Holy. This morning, we are continuing our fifth Sunday tradition of We Sundays. While normally we focus on the intergenerational aspect of these Sundays, this morning we're focusing more on the interactive. And we hope that through this service, you'll be able to engage with the focus of Lent in a new way. The way it's going to work this morning is we'll begin with an open time of learning where you're going to hear a couple stories from the Bible. Then we're going to move into the interactive part where we'll have a couple activities that we'll walk through together to help us experience Lent in a new way. Let's get started. Each year, Jesus traveled to celebrate a special feast with his family and friends. This feast was the Passover. On Jesus' last trip to Jerusalem before his death and resurrection, the disciples were worried about him. They knew that some people wanted to hurt him, they told Jesus that it was not safe for him to go to Jerusalem, but Jesus knew that he must go. Because the disciples loved Jesus very much, they followed him as he traveled. During the journey, other people asked Jesus if they could go with him. Jesus told people that it would not be easy to follow him. He said, when you decide to follow me, you must not keep looking back when things get hard. You must not make excuses and say you have other important things to do. Come now and tell everyone about the reign of God. The 40 days before Easter, not counting Sundays, are called Lent. It's a time when we get ready to celebrate Easter. During Lent, we journey with Jesus. And as we journey with Jesus, we intentionally work on developing practices that help deepen our relationship with him and hope that these habits will carry on into the rest of the year. During Lent, we think about Jesus' warning that it will not be easy to follow him. We look at how we are living and ask Jesus to help us. We try to help others, even when it means we must change our plans. We try not to make excuses or to find other things to do when it is time to pray. We ask Jesus to give us the courage to do what is right, even when it is hard. Following Jesus means learning to live for others by putting the needs of our neighbors, friends, classmates, and even people we don't know ahead of our own needs. When we do this, we are following Jesus' words. In Mark chapter 8, verse 34, Jesus says, Whoever wants to be my disciple, must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Jesus is reminding his disciples 
that if they want to be his followers, they must leave everything else behind and trust only Jesus. When Jesus says, take up your cross, he means two things. First, Jesus means that we must choose to follow him. In response to all that Jesus has done for us, and because we love him, we choose to take up our crosses. Second, our love for Christ makes us willing to pick up our crosses to help others. Jesus gave us many examples in the Bible that show how Jesus took up his cross. We're going to look at a few of these stories. Listen closely to them. At the end of each story, you will hear Jesus says to us, after which you are invited to finish the sentence by saying, take up your cross and follow me. Once Jesus was in a town where there was a man suffering from dreaded skin disease. When he saw Jesus, he threw himself down and begged him. Sir, if you want to, you can make me clean. Jesus reached down and touched him. I do want to be clean. At once the disease left the man. Why did Jesus do that? Didn't he know what chance he took? Skin diseases can be very contagious. Touching a person with a skin disease could make you sick too. Jesus said to us, Take up your cross and follow me. One day, while Jesus and his disciples were traveling through Samaria, he sat down by a well. A Samaritan woman came to draw water. Please give me a drink of water. You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. So how can you ask me for a drink? Good question. For one thing, Jews and Samaritans hated each other. They would not even eat or drink from the same plates or cups. For another thing, men did not speak to women in public, especially women they did not know. Jesus not only talked to a Samaritan woman, but he even asked her for a cup of water. When Jesus' disciples returned and found Jesus talking to, with the Samaritan woman, they were greatly surprised. Jesus said to us, Take up your cross and follow me. We're now going to move into the interactive part of our morning. For this first session, you're going to need your circle with the words from Romans chapter 3, verse 23, as well as the outline of the giant hand. To rescue us from sin, Jesus let himself be arrested. Let's hear the story of the night Jesus was betrayed by his friend Judas. We're going to hear the story from Matthew chapter 26, starting in verse 36. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be aggrieved and agitated. Then he said to them, I am deeply grieved, even to death. Remain here and stay awake with me. Going a little further, he threw himself on the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not what I want, but what you want. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not stay awake with me one hour? Stay awake and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, he went away for the second time and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. Again, he came and found them sleeping 
for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man. Arrest him. At once he came up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you are here to do. Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and arrested him. Jesus was praying the night that his friend Judas handed him over to the people who wanted to kill Jesus. Jesus knew he needed to die on the cross to save us from our sins. I imagine Jesus was thinking of us when he was praying in the garden. God promises us in Isaiah chapter 49, verses 15 through 16, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. We have two activities for you to do. One is to draw a picture of your face on the coin page. Judas was giving money to betray Jesus. Judas was Jesus' friend, but he was sneaky and unfaithful, and he double-crossed Jesus. We're going to draw our faces on these coins because we do those things to Jesus as well. We sometimes are sneaky, trying not to get caught in a lie. Or we can be unfaithful with what Jesus has asked of us. And when we double-cross Jesus, we aren't a good representative of him. The second activity is to trace your hand within the big hand of God, remembering the verse from Isaiah, I will not forget you, See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. God loves you so much that God doesn't want anything keeping you and God apart. God knows you can't get rid of your sin on your own. So God had your name in mind when God took your sins away. So we're going to take a couple minutes and draw our own faces on this coin that you were supposed to prepare. And around the edge, if you haven't already, go ahead and write Romans chapter 3, verse 23, which says, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You're also on the big hands that you prepared, going to trace your own hand and write your name in the middle. While you're doing this, I invite you to play the song, Blessed Be Your Name. While we will each have these activities that we're putting together, we're also going to compile a little gathering of items that we can put somewhere prominent that will remind us of each of these stories throughout Lent. For this section, our reminder is going to be a little coin. If you've got a penny or a dime or even a quarter, just any sort of coin, even one that you draw yourself, to remind us of the money that Judas received to betray Jesus. We're now gonna move into our second section.
For this section, you're going to need, if you were able to find strips of cloth or just strips of paper, the small cross that you could make or find, as well as the larger cross for your family. Has anyone ever done something to you that you didn't like? Mean words, mean actions, or other hurtful things? Scripture calls those things sin. There are things we do that aren't the way God intended us to act. You know, we're all pretty quick to come up with sins someone else might commit. But now I want you to think of a time that you sinned, a time you did something wrong or failed to do the right thing. You don't have to tell anyone. Jesus already knows. We all have sinned, every single one of us, every person except Jesus. These rags or strips of paper represent our sins, the wrong things we do. We can try to do good things, but even the good things we do can't make us holy before God. Because no matter what we do, we can't get rid of our sin on our own. Only Jesus can rescue us from our sin. Jesus was willing to die on a cross to take the punishment for our sins. God is holy and pure. We can't be close to God because of our sin. But Jesus was willing to take on our filthy rags of sin onto himself. I invite you to write your name on this rag or piece of paper. Once you've done that, you're going to lay it down on the large cross that you have gathered. When we believe in Jesus, he cleanses us from our sins. He takes away our sin and says we are like him, made holy for God. At this point, you're going to gather your small cross. You can write your name or initials on this cross. Remember that with the cross, Jesus gave you victory, freedom from sin, and a relationship with God. As you're finishing up with your rags and your crosses and putting your name on both, I invite you to listen to the song, Mighty to Save. The small crosses that you made with either your name or your initials on it can go next to your coin as a reminder of what Lent means for us. For this next section, you're going to need a piece of paper that you can rip in half or a cloth that you can rip in half as well as a stone and some markers to be able to write on that stone. Did you know that before Jesus, the Israelites couldn't be in the presence of God? To be in God's holy presence could cost you your life. To protect the people, there was a big curtain in the temple in front of the Holy of Holies. Sin had separated people from God. They weren't holy enough to be in God's presence, so the curtain was hung between them and God. Like the people of Israel, we are not holy enough on our own either. But when Jesus died, the curtain was torn apart. Jesus made it possible 
for us to have direct access to God. If we believe in Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are made holy and clean. We become a part of God's family. Jesus made it possible for us to have a relationship with God. Our sin doesn't need to block us from God anymore. At this time, you can rip in half your cloth or your piece of paper. As amazing as that is, there is even more. When Jesus died, soldiers placed his body in a tomb and then put a huge, heavy stone in front of it so no one could get in or out. The stone was definitely too big and heavy for any one person to move. The day after Jesus died, some of Jesus' friends went to visit his tomb and were surprised to see not only that the big heavy stone had been moved, but that Jesus' body was missing. You see, Jesus didn't stay dead. Our God is stronger than anything on earth stronger than the heaviest stone, stronger even than death. And just as Jesus came back to life, anyone who believes in Jesus as their Lord and Savior will also come back to life. The fact that Jesus overcame death assures us that it is possible, that God's promise of eternal life is true. That is why Easter gives us so much hope and why on Easter, Christians across the world excitedly proclaim, Christ is risen, to which others respond, he is risen indeed. Let's do that now. I'll say Christ is risen and you respond, he is risen indeed. Christ is risen. If you haven't already ripped your cloth, I invite you to do that now. You also are invited at this time to take the stone that you gathered and to write on it, He is risen. That stone is going to go next to your cross and your coin to remind you of the promises of this season of Lent. Because we are all called children of God, we are a family too. In the family of God, we all need each other. That is why we have weekly worship and events like this one. We all come together to learn about Jesus and to become his disciple or follower. We celebrate our family of God when we worship by sharing a meal we call the Lord's Supper or communion. Before we eat and drink, we thank God for the world God made and the hope God gives. We thank God for creating us, loving us, saving us, and helping us grow. This morning, we aren't going to celebrate communion, but we do have the opportunity to celebrate together as we share in these special treats that you are together. Even though we are not together as a church community, we can celebrate the fact that each in our own homes, we know those in our community are celebrating the same good news that we are. As we enjoy these special treats, we look around to those that are with us or to those we remember in our community, and we see those Jesus loves. The joy and fellowship we experience together 
is imperfect and pales in comparison to the banquet we will eat when Christ comes again. However, we can take those little drawings of bread that we prepared before today and put those next to our coin, our cross, and our rock to remind us of our hope in the heavenly banquet. As you go through this next week, may each of these items, the coin, the cross with your name or initials on it, and the stone that says he is risen, along with the loaf of bread to remind us of the heavenly fellowship. May all of those together remind you of the great promises of God, that even though it might be difficult when we are called to pick up our cross to follow Jesus, what we receive in return is so much greater than we can imagine. And that is the hope that comes at the end of Lent when we celebrate Easter. As we prepare for this week ahead, know that you go with this blessing from God. May God go before you to lead you. May God go behind you to defend you. May God go beneath you to uphold you. And may God go beside you to befriend you. Have a great week.